was a skater boy, and we said see you later, boy. No, wait, hold on. Danny, why do you have she to was make a... this intro so complicated? <laughs> she was a skater girl. We said see you later, girl, and she's back into our hearts. It's been three years since Avril Lavigne dropped a new album, and we are here to talk about her new album. This is B-Side Ourselves Podcast. I'm yep. Danny. I'm Josh. This is episode and... 60. We're doing Avril Lavigne's new album, Love Sucks. Yeah. Take that, Chad. Woo! <laughs> and Derek. Everyone. Everyone she's ever dated that's been famous. <laughs> Who, who's who's Derek? From Sum 41. Oh, I, okay, yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I vaguely remember that his name's Derek, yeah. Or there's wow. someone named Derek in that band. I, I never really got into Sum 41. Oh, other than, so good. I know. So to be honest, before we get into this, I listened to this one and then the new dashboard on Friday morning while I was working. This one didn't strike me much, but I was working. But the dashboard one was also not striking me. And I was like, oh, man, do I not like either of these albums? But as you'll find out today, I enjoyed both. So let's get into it. Well, and, you know, when I saw that we when we were scheduling shows out and you said, oh, we're going to do uh, Avril's new album. And I saw that it was on the same uh, coming out the same weekend as uh, patron patron saint of the show, uh, Chris Caraba's new dashboard album. I thought that's interesting, but then at the same time, we've already done a dashboard album, <clears throat> and I my thought was we will probably be. It might end up being one of those episodes where we're like track one, we love it. Track two, we love it. Track yeah. three, we and there was more opportunity for nuanced discussion with the avril lavigne album maybe yeah so <laughs> track yeah. one i love it no kidding here <laughs> all right do you have any i mean i don't really have history to avril lavigne i've liked her singles and i'll talk more about this later but i did purchase her first album because skater boy was fun at the time but that album was not that exciting okay my personal history with avril is that I know the hits. I don't really, I never, I didn't really necessarily like not like them, but it wasn't like jamming them or buying her CDs or singles or anything. Yeah. Um, and obviously I know that she was married to Chad Kroger from Nickelback at one point. I know that You'll she's never can- let her live that down. I won't. I would know that she's <laughs> Canadian um, that's a special extra point in my book, usually. Um, and uh, former critics did a cover set on New Year's Eve, and we did Skater Boy. So I've played an Avril Lavigne song one time. So you're well, like I guess multiple fan. times while rehearsing. But <laughs> yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. All right, what's the stat sheet? Uh, yeah, not much. I, I mean, I have a, a bunch of background stuff, but uh, stat sheet released this Friday, February twenty fifth. This is her seventh studio album. And like you said before, it's her first one in three years. Um, so when she started writing this album, she didn't have uh, like management or a record label, but she started writing with uh, a guy you might have heard of, uh, Travis Barker. Oh. Um, and I guess F.U. is the first song written. Um, they wrote it in November of 2020. Um, and then... That same month, she was featured on a Mod Sun song, Flames. Yep. Um, and sorry, nope, no, 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 no. Is that not the name of the song? No, no. I uh, that same month, uh, Mod Sun introduced her to John Feldman, um, and then she was on Mod Sun's song later. How did and- she just now get introduced to John Feldman? I don't know. She's been in the scene in some way, though. Before, she, I would never really consider her really pop punk. It was just pop. But like he was always around. It was definitely pop punk or pop trying to parade itself as pop punk. Yeah, it was doing it was basically like she was doing. She was trying to do what Haley Williams did more successfully a little bit later on. I always so. called it mall pop. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, da, da, da. oh, and John said uh, his experience with her was unbelievable, adding that her voice, her voice is incredible, her pitch and her tone. That's just okay. what he, that's what he said. Um, and then in November of 2021, she signed with Barker's label, DTA Records, and then announced that her uh, studio album would be coming out on that. Um, and then she said just one final thing that she said about this album in an interview with Entertainment Weekly. She said, this is the most alternative record I've made from front to back. Further explaining that most of my albums have like pop songs, ballads, and it's quite diverse. Uh, the people I've worked with really understood me and come from that genre of music. Um, she described recording the album as feeling as though she was back in high school hanging with the type of people she grew up with, and it was just effortless. In an interview with Nylon, she also said that the album is light and happy, even though there are songs about heartbreak and breaking up, but it's also uh, anthemic, and it's powerful, and it has a positive message for people to stand up for yourself to have self-worth. Um, she's further stated that love sucks is the album that she's wanted to make her entire career go her yep <laughs> and then since we kind of talked about all of them uh in this little in that little background uh feldman has writing credits and uh on all songs except number nine number 11 and number tw 12 and then production on all but 12 uh travis barker has writing credit on nine and producer credit on one through six and nine and ten uh mod sun has writing credit on one through eight and ten and production on all but nine um avril has writing and writing credits on every song yeah uh and then uh marshmallow um and omer fetty have writing credits on bite me and Omer Freddy also has writing credits for Call Me By Your Name by uh, Lil Nas X. Oh, dang. So, nice. Yeah. That's uh, so that's that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this. Yeah. Let's let's hit these. Let's hit these sick tracks, bro. Track one cannonball. All right, so that's Cannonball. The first track is more pop punk sounding than anything Avril's ever put out. Yeah. Like even back when she was, you know, the aesthetic of pop punk, like this song. Uh, I'm already excited for the album by this first track. Uh, it's a nice badass woman power song. It gets you in the mood for the whole album, <clears throat> which I thought was going to be all just heartbreaks, but it really wasn't all heartbreaks, but that's getting ahead of myself. I'm as, before I read it, I was assuming Travis drummed on this song or most of the songs because it definitely sounds like Travis drumming. Great, like, drum fills. And the pre-chorus is so 90s, it's ridiculous. It it does sound like Travis, but at the same time, it there's something, like, muted or something. Like, something with... I don't know if it's, like, the production on them is, is not great or... I don't know. Like, normally when I hear Travis is drumming, I can tell that it's him, for, but, but I had to like, listen to it a bunch of times. And then I was like, Oh, I, I mean, I guess it's real busy. It's real busy like him, but it, I don't know. It just, it, there's a quality missing and I don't know exactly what. I think is. it's turned down. Yeah. That, but, and that might just be what it is. But as someone who's listened to a lot of older Avril, the background music was always trash. And this yeah. album, the background music is actually solid. And you can definitely tell there's a drummer that knows what he's doing on most of these tracks. Yeah, it's definitely there. There, um, I think it's. And maybe it's because it's her. The I think that there it's a little bit. The instrumentation is overproduced from some people that were maybe not expecting it to be so overproduced. Um, but yeah um what'd you think of it so this song gets right at it she gets right after it hot opening 
I don't really love the fast verses, but the chorus is solid. It's a classic pop punk type chorus, catchy, easy to sing along to. Uh, I like the woes late in the song. Um, and I have a quote from Miss Avril as well. Uh, Cannonball is a song about being a fierce bitch. Uh, <laughs> I wrote the lyrics to this song in my car, driving over the canyon to John's studio in Calabasas. I probably butchered that, California. Despite being the first song in the album, it was the last song we finished before turning in the album. I decided to rewrite the verses, and this made my manager and the label very nervous, and we nearly missed our deadline. I also... it's Does, this, does she swear at the very beginning of the song, right? I believe so. I was like, oh, you dropped lots of F-bombs on this Oh, album. yeah, this... Not like, something that happened in the past. Like, this no. is a parental advisory album. <laughs> She's like, I'm 37, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like uh, this one. You know, I, I think I already talked about some of the things that I maybe weren't great, like with the, the production piece. But I, I do. This song is pretty good. I, 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 uh, I found it a theme with her on this. I'll just say on this whole album. If she's doing like a a fast, not really singy type thing, I don't love it. If she's like opening her vocals up and like actually singing, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and that you kind of see both of those like in this. The, the the verses are that fast and I don't like it. And then the choruses are she sings more. So um, but like I said, um, yeah, I mean, I think I I don't know. We'll keep going. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. Track two, Boys Live featuring Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, that's enough of that. All right, this song already has negative points for me because I hate Machine Gun Kelly. Same. Like, I think the song structure, if if Good Charlotte sang this, it would sound exactly like a Good Charlotte song. Like, the way they sing the whole thing, the chorus, the verses, it sounds like a Good Charlotte song, which normally wouldn't be a bad thing for me, but I just, everything about Machine Gun Kelly pisses me off. Everything. Like, when he showed up as just a cameo in the new Jackass movie, I was pissed. <laughs> Like, oh, I just, uh, oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> no, he's in the, one of the trailers, but like, he's just, uh, I just hate him. <laughs> so I hate that, him too. That was negative already. And that, but it does have one of my favorite lyrics is you put a knife into my back and try to write your name. I do like that lyric, but, and it's not his, that was her singing it. But the chorus, yeah, like I said, was very good, Charlotte, especially with the Lala's. Not a huge fan of this track. And I think it's mostly because of Machine Gun Kelly. Like, this is a skippable song for me. 100%. Um, I hate Machine Gun Kelly. Um, I hate him for trying to go. I hate him for trying to go after Eminem. I hate him for trying to go after Slipknot, even though I don't even care about Slipknot. That's what crossed it for me. Watching the way he talked to the crowd about Slipknot, I was like, oh, you piece of shit. Um, his music's not good anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know it's a funny thing a thing that i would hate him for but you wouldn't he took a power bomb at a pay-per-view through a table from uh kevin owens and did he sell it and act like it hurt like you're supposed to no he popped back up like <sighs> no big deal and like you're a little twig dude like there's no like that like i'm it's not even real and it probably hurt you like cuz yeah. you're a little twig dude so <sighs> um I think that so I see what you're saying about the good Charlotte. Um, I think this is like a paint by numbers MGK pop punk song. It sounds like it sounds a lot like that, like other whatever his hit song was. I uh, I know I've listened to some songs yeah. off. Uh, what is it? Something um, for my downfall? Because everyone's I, like, oh, I, this is like the best pop punk album of last year. And I tried once. And I was like, no, I don't like this. Yeah, we're too old for for this. Um, I also hate the way he like pronounces things, like the way like the 
he he does that thing where he like he says every sentence with the same inflection and like his it's a very specific to him like and i oh i just know um and if you remember from and i've probably said this on other ones but i'm thinking specifically of when we did a review of california for when we were still doing nerd life production blank yeah uh you're 37 avril like boys lie come on it's like 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 when uh uh you know mark hoppus we're kings of the weekend i'm like bro you haven't had a nine to five job in 20 years i mean like, look at i mean that's why it makes me think of good charlotte because they were singing about boys like or girls yeah. don't like boys that you know i can't think of right now but they were like in their late 20s and those were the lyrics they were coming up with yeah um i do have a i do have a after all this hate uh i will give you this quote from avril about machine gun kelly she said one of the hardest workers she knows and that he came in the studio with his guitar started playing this concept his concept for the song and i was like this guy writes his stuff and he's really focused and serious I mean, she's saying that like he's writing a Rush song. Yeah. <laughs> girls, song. boys lie. Girls lie to. Oh, man. What a complex set of lyrics. Like, la, 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 <laughs> la, 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 lie. No. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. So that song's a miss for me. Yeah. And I. Uh, uh, so Mike, uh, friend of the show, said uh, he loved he um, he had an old uh schoolboy crush on Avril. Avril and so he loves this and he said oh it'll be your first 10 out of 10 and I literally said no album that has Machine Gun Kelly on it will ever be a 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh, I'm so. excited for this review then for Mike. Yeah actually Mike was talking about like recording a little thing and sending it to me to put in the show but i think he forgot and i didn't feel like reminding him i might remind him after and if and we, i can put it in post but we'll see we'll see right. how i'm feeling <laughs> track three. but you know machine gun kelly can bite me yeah, track three bite me The single that you already know I love because it's been on my weekly rewind before and I've gushed over it. Is AO the Canadian Nanas? <laughs> <Might be. laughs> I love the quiet guitar over the drums on the verse. Great song about you fucked up. I'm amazing. You missed out on something cool. I just love this song. It's got energy. This is a yeah, it's a pretty good song. It's a good single. Uh I I do like the AOs. Um and I'm honestly, I'm surprised that it didn't do better. Like it didn't even make the hot 100. It got on like the bubbling under chart, um, but didn't make the hot 100, which is kind of wild. I do have an opinion about that, but I'm going to wait till the very end. Okay. Um, That's all I've got on this song because I have I already talked about how much I love it. Yeah, this one's, this one's pretty good. Like I think, so the thing, the thing with me, and I said this before is like, I don't really I'm kind of neutral. So like anything, uh, I don't know that there's may, there, there's not going to be very many songs on here that I might like that are going to get put on a playlist like after this. But um, I was trying to look at this like did Avril make a good Avril album? Right. Yeah. Because like there's other bands that have kind of like reached back in time and tried to make an album that kind of sounds like their old sound or like hit that nostalgia without it sounding corny and they didn't succeed. And I feel like she did. So. Like, I feel like this doesn't feel like she's reaching. It just feels like, you know, to a good counter that. I mean, not to spoil how my whole opinion on this is necessarily, but Avril didn't make a good Avril album. Avril made the best Avril album she's ever made. Like she hit her stride on the seventh album. Like this sounds like what it should have always been. <laughs> didn't. Hey, didn't. Uh, wasn't the Black Keys album we did last week their seventh album, too? Yeah, that's yeah. true. And that was. All right, track four. Love it when you hate oh, me. Sorry, I, I have. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, 
she said it's a song about self-worth and just standing up for yourself and being like you know what you didn't treat me right you didn't treat me well and that doesn't work for me so baby you can bite me that's her uh that's her quote about the song okay now you can move us along track Moving four along. love it when you hate me featuring black bear What's your thoughts? I like uh, I like the notes she hits on the little pre-chorus, and I really like when like Black Bear's little rap was okay, like middle of the road. Um, I like when they sing together; it sounds good when they sing together. Um, I th- <sighs> the it's radio friendly in a bland way, the chorus. Um, it's not bad. It's just like, oh, that kind of chorus was cool like a while ago. Well, yeah, that's kind of a theme for a lot of this. I know. Um, yeah. It's very, yeah, I said it's very early like 2000s power pop, pop punk type chorus. Um, it's not bad. It's just, I'm like <laughs> uninspired. I don't know. <laughs> so my notes are Avril still has a stunning voice and she really shows it off in that pre-chorus, just like you said. Yeah. Um, it's a sick pop punk chorus to go with it. The chorus rhythm gives me newfound glory vibes. Um, Black Bear's verse is anything super great to write home about, but I do like the lyric. Should have seen the red flags, but for you, I'm a fucking, I'm fucking blind. But that's, that's pretty good. So also, so I have to apologize to Black Bear. Not that he listens to this. I didn't know much Black Bear. I kind of lumped him. I don't in know any Black Bear because of the way he looks. I lumped him in kind of with Machine Gun Kelly style, and I ignored him. But then I know he's been on a lot of stuff I like, and I went back and listened to some of his solo stuff, and I don't mind him. So I shouldn't have just assumed, you know just by the way you look that you're going to sound like machine gun Kelly. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, I do have a quote. Um, she said, this was the last song we wrote for the album. When we finished writing it, we sent it to black bear the same day for him to check out and asked if he would sing on it without hesitating. He sang on the, on it the next day. And this song came to life. Uh, this song is about ignoring all the warning signs and doing something knowing full well, you shouldn't. So. It's not my favorite song on the album, but I don't hate it. It's not skippable. Not like the other one. All right. Ready? I am. Track five. Love sucks. Title track. Title track. All right, so my thoughts were, holy shit, those guitars are in the pre-chorus are super pop punk. Like, super. Uh, I want to say the lyrics are a little too on the nose and cheesy about a breakup, but, I mean, they're pop punk lyrics. Like, if any other band that we liked back in the early 2000s sang this, we would have been like, oh, this is so cool. So, like, yeah, they're on the nose, but they fit the whole styling. I think, I mean, I think, and I, she says it too. Um, but I feel like this just kind of fits the, the theme and the way the, the lyrics and the melody um, really fits in with like what she, like, you know. Well, so here, I'll just say what she, she said. My favorite is Love Sucks because I was in the head, because the headspace I was in, and I think a lot of the songs are in that vein. Basically, it reminds me of Girlfriend a little bit songwriting style and girlfriend is one of my favorites so i was like it it just it harkens me back to like the kind of hits that she had you know whenever i don't know when 2000 whenever early 2000s whenever that yeah. was um 
So it's very much like a nurse, nursery rhyme chorus, she said. I said, it's a good Avril song. I'm not sure that I like it, though. It's a pretty good song. Are you ready? Sure. Track six, Kiss Me Like the World is Ending. I wanted to put a little bit of that post chorus in there because I have a comment on it. Yeah, I do too. I wonder if yours is it. the same as me. Um, I like hello, it. Tom DeLong. Are you playing on this album? <laughs> the guitar in the like beginning of the song and after the choruses sounds like a Tom DeLong guitar part. Yeah, it definitely it had I some like all the small his, things like, type vibes. Yeah, like his swing around as it's playing. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, uh, I thought by I thought by the title of the song this would be the slow song. But damn, this song jams and it feels very Blink-182 influenced, early emo influenced, cute love song. I really enjoyed it. Like this was one of my favorite songs on the album. It's not it's not the worst one at this, but it is not so much the instrumentation. Well, maybe a little bit like that. The kiss and then like the the bass drum, like the that the way that that, that drops like that when when like in the chorus, I'm like. Ooh, this is like this is one of those pop punk songs that they've been that like blink and have been putting out in the last couple of years that like man be careful you're like you're like three tweaks away from this being a pop country song like yeah um this isn't this isn't the worst defender of that on this album but it's <laughs> there's there's some of it's there so and then uh i have a so Obviously, she's been promoting the shit out of this. I have quotes for almost every song. So, oh, sweet. yeah, I was excited because normally we don't have that for these album drop show shows. Uh, she said, I wanted to capture the magical feeling about having one of those kisses that you never want to end. It's almost like being caught up in that special moment that you really want to hang on to. Oh, sorry. It's about being caught up in that special moment. This sounds like a Blink song off self-titled, in my opinion. No, I think so. No. Oh, you think later? Yeah, I think like California. <laughs> okay, just that guitar, that that Tom DeLonge guitar made me think of it. Well, no, because it would it it it's not it's it's not a oh no self self titled would be before some people say untitled uh would be before Tom started putting the edge riff and everything. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, okay. Any other notes? No, that's it. Track seven, Avalanche. I say that I'm just fine, but I don't feel alright on the inside. I say that I'm okay, that I don't feel okay right now. No, I've been slipping and sliding, my world's getting colder. I'm tired of looking over my shoulder tonight. I don't feel alright on the inside. It's a long ass chorus. I we got the <laughs> we got the gist of it. She says that last line a, a few times, and then that's it. So I didn't expect this to be the slow jam on the album. I love that the slower song is about mental health and not heartbreak. This is my favorite song on the album. I love this song, and it's it's yeah. beautiful, relatable. Avril's vocals on it are crazy good, and you can really hear the Canadian in her voice in the song. Avalanche. Yeah, yeah. the way she says avalanche. Uh, I did not expect it to jump into a club mix at two minutes and 20 seconds when it gets like, I don't know, the weird, like, you know, the club mix. <laughs> I can't explain it. I think it's uh, the best Avril. That's it's the best Avril slow song I've ever heard. And I, that I wrote down at this point, I already know I'm going to love this album. And I'm only on track seven because this is just hitting every note for me. Besides Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. I was like, hold on. <laughs> hold on there. All right. What's um, your thoughts on it? Well, let me do her quote. 
Uh, she said, we all go through rough patches or have bad days. The song is about not feeling your best and knowing you have to pick yourself up and keep going. Yeah, I, I agree with you that I like that. And this, is, this isn't really the slow. Well, th I guess this is the slow jam because it's kind of like mid-range. It's like slow, but it's not because there's a slower like piano ballad later. Yeah. I guess it's the slow jam and it's but it's not the ballad. This is like uh it's like vindicated. It's this like kind of reminds it's got me of soft parts, but then it's like yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> um anyway. Uh yeah. Um I like that it's about mental health or it's not about the breakup, it's not about love, it's like about something else. And um I I love the chorus on this one. Um and I I really like the the that the intense bridge where she, like the su su suffocating like the that's yeah. really cool like um, this might be my favorite Avril Lavigne song I mean it's not really saying much but yeah um, no I get I that. mean it, it's hard competition with that Hello Kitty song from a few years ago but <laughs> I think she wants us to forget about that yeah I think so too <laughs> I, I forgot so that for she did a Hello Kitty song. Oh, I actually mm. want to go back and listen to that now because I forgot what it's like. I don't really remember, but I remember being like, oh, boy, you're going through some stuff here. I don't know. Yeah. Ready? Yep. Track eight. Deja vu. that same da, 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 da. that the way the song is structured and the way like the breaks you know like you were just talking about the the donuts yeah this song gives me massive all-time low vibes oh, like the way she sings what those it. are you know the band all-time low i know but i don't know the vibes <laughs> I don't that know. is exactly how they do most of their singles and a lot of their better songs it's a great jam about going through the same shit with the same kind of lover and needing to get out of that. Needing yep. to break the cycle might not be my favorite track on the album, but it's it's good and it's not skippable. Uh, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. This is a classic story of going around in circles, feeling like you're not getting anywhere. You have you have to be able to move forward and communicate in relationships. If you're not moving forward, it feels like deja vu. As I've gotten older, I've learned people don't change and you can't expect them to. Oh, that whole thing was Avril's quote. Sorry. Didn't say <laughs> no, that. that's how you feel. Um, you know what? I don't know what happened because I, I wrote like re at least a little bit of notes on everything. And all I wrote on this one was rhyming asshole with castle. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen worse rhymes. Yeah. Oh, no, I have too. And um, I'm I'm more OK with. Uh, changing the vowel sound of something a little bit to make it rhyme than saying the same like phrase or word at the end of every sentence. Yep. Uh, I.e. exhibit a in a little bit by 50 cent. Look it up. <laughs> Track nine F U. I hope she at least called Haley Williams before she put this on the album. <laughs> I one of my notes was this sounds a lot like Paramore. And also this has to be Travis drumming because this sounds like a Travis drumming song. Well, this is the song that Travis wrote with her. Oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, the layered vocals are sick. Uh, it's, the chorus is pop punk to a T. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the song's a jam. I mean, it sounds like misery business, and I say that, but at the same time, it's like there are a lot worse songs to sound like because misery it, business is like I said it when we did that album. I know, obviously, like uh, some lyrical things and 
they don't play it anymore or whatever. It's big, but it's kind of a bummer. But I, I still think that Misery Business is like top 10 best pop punk songs of all time. Agreed. 100%. And I, I, th- I could see the comparison to it, but it's nowhere near as like close it's, as Olivia Rodrigo's no, song. No, no, but it's definitely <laughs> like it's it's in that same it's got it's in that same vein. It's got the same blood type like it's. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Here's my Avril quote. The song is about not being heard, which is an absolute pet peeve of mine. The last time I worked with Travis Barker was on my third album, The Best Damn Thing. This was the first song I worked on with Travis for this album. It was a fun, it was fun to get back in the studio with him and rock out. It was a late night and we ordered pizza. So pop punk. Pizza power. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No, sir. Track 10, All I Want, featuring Mark Hoppus. Never heard of him. Oh, darn. Just kidding. This was the song you thought sounded countryish, didn't it? Yes. I knew it did. Yes, Queen. <laughs> I was so excited to hear this, obviously. Well, yeah. You see, you, you see Mark Hoppus is on a song, and you get like a, a chub. Of course. We love Mark. Like It did not disappoint me, though. Like, I okay, so love this song. <laughs> Mark on this song, I love. The, like, I think his performance, great. Like was this during his chemo or after? Uh, because no, he I was think going through I chemo when this was like being recorded. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Either way, I he don't sounds know. fantastic. He sounds great. Yeah. Um, like I, yeah, I like his performance, but man, this, like, yeah, you said it. Uh, you or you, you correctly predicted that this was the song I was saying sounds like a pop country song, or is a couple tweaks away from being a pop country song. Um, and that makes me hate it a little bit. I don't hate the song, but, uh, I, man, um, I don't know. I I see. I don't like the melody on the chorus. Um, that's the part that really, that's the part the chorus is the part that I really feel like is like Keith Urban. What is this? Whatever. Uh, no, hold on, hard. hold on. So, um, okay, here's my. Also, think this song is, this song is overproduced. But, um, do, 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 and I said it's catchy, and I was excited to hear Mark, as we said. Um, okay, so Avril said on working, so on on working with Mark, she said, I don't think I've ever, I had ever met Mark before this, um, but he blew me away, and he was writing in. Uh, and that he was writing in front of me, recording his vocals, playing his bass. He can engineer, and he's obviously an awesome songwriter. And I got to see that firsthand. I have so much respect for him, and I that I just keep gushing about him. Um, oh, that's and that's the end of the quote. <laughs> um, so okay, there I have a, a little interesting tidbit. Um, it's not an interesting tidbit, but this this melody in the chorus is very familiar to me i'm gonna play it again okay just just the part and i'm like this is from another song like this exact melody is in another song and it's like been driving me crazy the last couple days like trying to figure out play it where it's from especially that like from the city that never loved you. I mean, I think it sounds like new blink. Like, I feel like that's probably off their newest album nine or something. Well, so that's what tab said. Um, well, we couldn't find it. Oh, I but yeah, no, this searching. song, this song is, this song is total, totally has a new blink vibe. This had, no, I'm sorry. I should say this has a new blink before they started letting Matt write the songs, <laughs> uh, vibe. 
So old blink at this point, middle, middle, middle age blink. <laughs> so I love it. It checks all the boxes for me. It, it includes the staple of hating and wanting to leave your town. I mean, come on. That's this music to a T. I love it when they both yell plotting revolution together. Their voices work really well together. They do. Yeah. And their back and forth is good. And them singing. Yeah, totally. All right. Track 11. Dare to love me. A triple dog. Dare you. Nope. That's not it. No, that's not <laughs> it. So don't tell me that you love me if you don't mean it. Don't say another damn word if you don't believe it. Only tell me if you care, tell me if you care, tell me if you care about me. Only tell me if you dare, tell me if you dare, tell me if you dare. Okay, so here's the ballad. Yeah. (laughs) So slow emotional song, cool drum fills and beautiful strings. The buildup on the second chorus is solid. In the past Avril albums, I really didn't love the slower jams, but this one's pretty good. It does remind me of some other pop song, and I can't put my finger on it. Like the way she sings it, I'm like, who is this reminding me of? Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I listened to it a bunch to, to, to try to figure this out, but I, it sounds like it sounded like to me and I still hear it, but I think I'm just, it's just in my brain, but the, the melody of the chorus sounds like the same melody from complicated, but like slowed way down. Oh, I could see that. That might be, yeah, I could see that. Maybe that's what I'm seeing. And I thought, but I thought if that's what she did, that someone would have else would have noticed it or she would have said something or and I couldn't find anything. So I don't know. I think I'm I think my brain's just playing voice playing uh you know, it's like voices in my head, but um uh I, I do like this song when like w- like I said before, when she opens up and sings with her full voice, sounds great. Um she does and I think it's worth noting like to think the range of her career, like I don't think her voice really like she might be a bet. She might actually, she's probably a better singer than she was when she was younger, but like you don't hear any like age in her, like her voice still sounds real crisp. It's not, I think it sounds better than it ever did. Yeah. Like I said, She's put out a lot of slow songs in the past and they were nothing special, but this is a beautiful like ballad. Her vocals are really shining. That's probably the main part of it. Um, she said that she didn't want to rec- include the track on the album um, because it was too personal, but John Feldman convinced her to do so after hearing it because he said it was his favorite song. Um, and I'm like, bro, have you heard Avalanche though? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then she said, that's a song I just wrote by myself on the piano. It's just tapping into the vulnerability of like, I love that she's 37. Oh, I mean, I'm 36 and I still say like all the time, but it's just funny. Um, In my mind, she's still like that girl with the tie on at the mall. She's like 17 or what? like. (laughs) Um, uh, It's tapping into vulnerability of like going there again and being able to go there again and open up and fall in love. And also, are you really ready? Don't tell me you love me unless you're really, unless you really mean it. Yeah. All right. Final song track 12 break of a heart attack, a heartache, not heart attack, break of a heartache. Are we finding out that Travis is the reason that Blink does a lot of woe oh oh's? So who produced all these songs? Who produced this song? Because on the thing, it didn't say John Feldman or Travis. And earlier, you didn't say who did track 12. Was it Black Bear? No. Hold on. Well, while you're looking that up, it is a high energy last song. 
nice choice for a last song. Good short song that leaves us feeling satisfied with this whole album. All right, did you find anything else? Oh, uh, Mod Sun. Okay. Yeah, but Feldman, Feldman and Travis were not on this one. It's funny no, because this no sounds like cracks. yeah, a Travis and Feldman joint. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't like the fast stuff on here, but the um on this song, I. It's interesting because I felt like um. She did herself a disservice by doing this like. Huh, song at the end but it's not as huh, as the first song yeah so it's like oh no cannibal was so much like hit you so much harder than this one i think the fact that it's a short song makes yeah. it better just like I mean, a quick short goodbye i don't like it i mean that's why i don't like right it right now <laughs> <laughs> all right so final thoughts on the album josh what do you rate it what do you think of it uh i agree with you i think avril made her best album um, but I'm just not a huge Avril fan, but I, I don't dislike her music. I just, um, I don't know. It's like, uh, all this, all the parts are there, but it doesn't click for me for some reason. Um, I mean, you don't have the history I, that some yeah. of us have with Avril. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, uh. I'm trying to think of like a way to put this without without it sounding mean because it's it's definitely the like the everything is like besides the Machine Gun Kelly song all the songs are like I don't hate them I just wouldn't put them on a playlist with the exception I mean, of a couple a couple of them are pretty good like you um, acknowledge it's good but it's not for you that's fine yeah yeah um I, so I will tell you I thought this was going to be garbage so it's like way better like i was not when you said we're doing this i was like oh no i just thought of that hello kitty song and i also heard the <laughs> song she did with Nicki minaj late recently that was like i didn't really like and i was like oh no but but then i did remember like bite me was pretty good so um but yeah i was i was not i did not have high expectations all right what's um, your no, number I, for mike um six out of ten but I've given some stuff I I liked quite a bit, like a seven. So I mean, <laughs> I'm just trying to be nice to everybody. Chris Caraba, don't tell Avril. All right. So me, I chose this album kind of as a joke because <laughs> their first her first two albums I had fun with, and then they went downhill throughout her career. Like I didn't like anything later in her career all that much. Yeah, I did like the single. But I thought this album was not going to be that good. This might be one of my favorite albums so far this year. Like, I love this album. Besides the one song, I think it's an I I think if this album would have came out and this was going on, what you're talking about, how it didn't break the hot 100. I think this album is out of its time. Like, if this would have came out in 2000, this would have been the hottest shit. Like, everyone would have been like, this is the best album ever. I think with the current music trends, it's not going to go where it needs to go, sadly, because I think it's an excellent album. And I think it's her best album. In my opinion, I think it's a nine out of 10. Because, there you go, Dan, or there you go, Mike. <laughs> like I, I expected to give this song or this album, like a six out of 10 or lower because of just her track record, the past two albums. So, but Mike, while you rejoice, in this, I want to remind you that Danny did say that Goldfinger wasn't Ska. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but this uh, album's Ska because John Feldman's on it. <laughs> isn't he in Goldfinger? <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah. Yes. Was, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. So yeah, this is a great album. Highly suggest it for anyone. I think it was a lot of fun. I'm not going to say it's my favorite album of the year, obviously, because we're in February and I have one other album so far that I've really enjoyed so we'll I, see what uh, happens. I already know my best album of the year it's not even out yet you can't just say that off two songs three oh there's a three. third song well so uh there's a song they're playing on their tour oh, you saw them i, I did yeah uh they're opening with this song called kaiserion this is straight like 
70s rock metal song um super light super light for the metal metal fans who don't already like don't like ghosts they're gonna be like it's not metal whatever that's why ghost is sweet because they sound they have their own unique sound um but apparently they did one of those things where they were like you know you could pre-order the album a while ago and then like right before the tour they were like pre-order this tour edition cd and you get access to another song and everyone who was like uh what the f- you know what the fuck and people were like people found the mp3 and like posted it all over the place so i might have heard the studio version as well as the live version i might have heard it i didn't like you know i don't have it i just heard it so um and it's good i'm yeah it's 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 looking real strong on the first three songs here we'll see i haven't not loved a a ghost album yet so yeah i mean Um, either so i'm sure it'll be great (laughs) um yeah no i don't know i i i I don't even know what else is coming out this year so i mean it's early we'll see what happens actually no it's probably my number two album of the year oh what's number one don't worry about it it's coming out later later in the year oh i'm excited inside track on some album releases (laughs) all right danny yeah record store day yeah i texted you about record store day and you didn't text me back and i'm very offended oh i'm so sorry (laughs) this was like a week ago though i'll just tell you you don't have to look it up do you know what is being released on record store day uh childish gambino yes Kawhi is coming out on but i'm gonna like if there is one wherever i go i will pick it up but i know that that one is probably hotly uh anticipated uh i know like i think probably everyone i know in my like of my friends that collects vinyl loves childish gambino so it's like you know I mean, it's sadly, kind of, you can always get it from scalpers afterwards. That's true, but I I don't want it that bad. So, um, Melanie C's first solo album, Northern Star, which is the one that went platinum. Like, it came out like before the Spice Girls even broke up. Yeah. Um, it's a very good album. It has a song with her and Lisa Left Eye Lopez from TLC. Rest in peace. Um, and uh, it's very good. It's Are you gonna camp out this year to get it? I don't think I'm gonna need to. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna am I gonna go early and wait? Yes, I will. Half the fun is camping out, and since it's only happening one time this year versus the like three times that happened last year. Thank God. I am going to definitely camp out. There's only three albums I'm really excited about, but well, um, I will be uh record store daying in your Metro Detroit area because um there is a wrestling show in Detroit that I want to go to later in the same day. So um, I haven't, I don't have any definite plans yet, but we should collaborate. On that. So actually what I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm going to do it yet. I'm going to see how financially I'm looking, but there's only three records I like, and I don't want to name the record store that I go to because I don't want to blow this up. But the last three record store days, they just put the ones I want aside and I could just walk in later in the day and get them. But I was thinking of like bringing donuts and like just hanging out with people and like being that guy. Mm. Like not even. I don't want to hang out with strangers right now. <laughs> we're not that far away from we're still, COVID's still real. <laughs> but Talk camping out was fun the last time I did it. Brought my little chair, talked to weirdos about records. Yeah. The people that usually camp out are into weird stuff that I'm not into. So. I usually don't have to worry about losing the stuff I want. I want Childish Gambino, obviously. The Offspring's Greatest Hits, because I don't own any Offspring, and that's a good Greatest Hits, so I want to get that yeah. one. And then there's a compilation from Nitro Record back in the early 90s that has like AFI on it and Gutter Mouth and all that. It's called Go Ahead Punk, and that's being released on vinyl, so I want that one. But that's really all I care about. Maybe Royal Tenenbaum's soundtrack, because... I really do enjoy all his soundtracks. Yeah. But that's not one I'll like fight anyone over and they usually go really quick. I got lucky to get Life Aquatic on the last one. All right. Well, weekly rewind. Let's do it.
Whoa, 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 weekly rewinds. I only have three. I'm just gonna tell. I them. also no, I have four. Oh, beating me. Well, okay, so one of them I just wrote Dashboard Confessionals new album. Haven't listened to it yet, but I'm sure it's great. Love you, Chris. It's good. <laughs> it's very uh I've heard the I've heard one song off of it and I liked it, so it's like he made Swiss Army Romance and he was like 40 because there's songs about like how imp how impressed and happy he is about his daughter and things she's doing in life. And like it's a lot of like older man, beautiful songs acoustically. And it's like all acoustic. He like almost Hell got yeah. rid of like a band. There's a song I really want love called Everyone Else Is Just Noise. I think that's the one I the only one I've heard. So oh. and yeah. then the other two songs I have one by Moonchild that I like called Tell Him and it's a very like soul song. And then Silver Street Silver Stream. Silverstein's new music's dropping and the song Ultraviolet's pretty sick. Very cool. What's yours? Uh the new Coheed song, The Liars Club, is very good. Um I didn't listen to it yet. And I put usually put it on my list just to listen to it, and then I know you'll pick it. Yeah. But I totally forgot to listen to it. So So it's uh it's not like a lot. It's not one of those like long. I'm sure that it's it's part of a narrative because I think they're doing narrative stuff again, you know, but it's definitely it's got like a really good like radio friendly chorus. Um, it's it's just a really good song. Um, it's got me it's got me more excited for the new new Coheed album than the last song. And the last song was good, too. But this this song is like really good. So um and then I also, so I put this on here just so I could talk about the box that I bought. I, I mentioned it last week, but I wanted to list all the things that are in it. Um, in my release radar, uh, Vital Signs by Rush, live uh, in Toronto at YYZ uh, was on my release radar. And that's because uh, it's the, well, last year was the 40th anniversary of Rush's probably most successful album. Uh, moving pictures and i just ordered uh there they've rush puts out uh has been putting out 40th anniversary like huge box sets for every album when they turn 40 and i didn't think it was going to happen because we're late um on it but so this super deluxe edition box set has uh the 2015 remaster on cd and vinyl on unreleased Toronto concert from March 25th, 1981. Um, all vinyl has been cut half speed direct to metal mastering for the first time ever on five 180 gram audiophile LPs. Blu-ray audio disc presents the first ever Dolby Atmos and 5.1 surround sound mix, including the brand new video for YYZ plus three music videos for Tom Sawyer, Limelight and Vital Signs. Uh, high Syme Brit, uh, Brilliantly created brand new stunning 40th anniversary artwork with with new illustrations for each song. Uh, all showcased in the 44-page hardcover book alongside notes by Kim uh, Thayil, Les Claypool from Primus, Taylor Hawkins, uh, who I think is from the Foo Fighters, maybe. Um, Wait, what? Who? Some, some other people. Uh, Did you say West Borland? No, no, I said Les Claypool. Oh, I was like, West Borland's not from Foo Fighters. Uh, no, Taylor Hawkins. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, each collectible, each coll exclusive collectibles, including a red Barchetta model car, Neil Peart signature for MP40 drumsticks, two metal guitar picks, each with Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson signatures engraved, 1981 moving pictures, replicateur program, MP40 uh, enamel pin, 3D. Moving Pictures, Motion Litho, 18 by 24 Toronto, 1981 Concert Poster, Toronto Concert Replica Ticket, 12 by 36 Rush, 1973 to 81 Poster, YYZ Luggage Tag, and All Access World Tour 81 Insert, and six printed lyric sheets originally hand-drawn by Neil Pert, all housed in a premium lift-top box. Ooh. My mouth got dry just reading all of that. So, wait, so Moving Pictures is the one you're going to give back to me, right? Yeah, and if you didn't hear me last week, uh, Danny said that he didn't have moving pictures, and I reminded him that that's because when I, my vinyl collection was just very, very baby, he said, hey, I know this that you really love this album. Here, you can have my copy of this. I'm glad I remember that, too, the other day, because Walmart's putting out a special red version, 
was like, I feel like I'm getting this back somehow. And then I remembered that you so were giving me back. I would still buy that because the one you gave me is like, like you got it at a garage sale or something. It's not like it's, it's not in good condition. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, then maybe I still will. Yeah, I would. Album. I would. I would. Yeah, I would still get it. Moving pictures. The reason it's so successful, and it's my favorite album, um, is because Rush was doing this thing. They're like very guitar oriented, and then in the eighties, um, they got more and more synthy because uh, Getty wanted to, and they got to the point where, like in the in the mid to late eighties, they were like very beep boop like. To the point where like Getty and Alex were like fighting about the lack of guitars on the albums. Yeah. And this is like the perfect middle point where the guitars are still whooping your ass, but the synth is like there too. Like it's the perfect middle point of those two pieces. And it it just it's it's very good. So um I have one last song. Uh Glacier Veins had another single drop this week called Embers, and I it's very good. Um, and just a reminder that Former Critics is playing a show with Glacier Veins at the Sanctuary in Hamtramck on March 22nd. You know, also, Former Critics was posting about this, like, Battle of the Bands thing. Yes. And they could also post on our social media if they feel. Well, you know, the the two hosts of this show hadn't um, haven't really talked about how appropriate <laughs> no, it go is for to... It. Uh, yeah. Plus, I nobody follows this show besides our fr- our friends. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, use all the social media. I didn't have all the links, or I would have done it for you. No worries. Yeah, I, I should put it in our link tree. But uh, yeah, if you go, well, so I'll put it in our link tree. But if you're listening to this and you're not, and you don't know what we're talking about, you can all, you know, former critics in our, in our link tree on Instagram. There is a um a link to you sign up with your name and your email and they don't they basically shows them that you that you support us and that you'd think about buying a ticket if we got booked um but you're not actually required to and um how many people sign up is like one of the things that they're using to calculate which five music acts they pick to actually perform at the crowfoot at the battle of the bands so and if you win you win money and recording time studio time so I don't know how much this is going to affect you as the bass player, but downtown Ferndale is doing this summer concert edition thing where they have bands play all summer. And it's like, suggest a band if you know a local one. So I'm suggesting you guys. Hell yeah. But it's acoustic. So, <laughs> oh, well, you know, still exposure. I Yeah, I it, I can, uh, you know, I can. We'll figure something out. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of beside ourselves i almost said bourbon and blood again oh actually real quick i just remind everyone next week we're doing the wonder years with mike mike's coming back yeah and mike and i will be uh so we're gonna do suburbia i don't know if suburbia is the full name of it or if it's the shortened name oh yeah i was say it has a longer name suburbia god dang it this is before my time with them too, so that's why I have to look it up. Suburbia, I've given you all, and now I'm nothing. So this is so, uh, the Wonder Years, a band I've never gotten into, and this is them it getting me make into sense. it. Yeah, I know. And and Mike and I will be we're recording it the day after. Mike and I and various other folks will be going to see the Wonder Years play this album and another one of their old albums. I think in their entirety maybe at royal oak i'm not sure what the venue what venue it's at but yeah yeah i'm gonna go into it like a baby i'm not gonna listen to the album until the day before <laughs> and then write my thoughts on it just like okay. a, just like when we do new releases okay thanks for listening to another episode of beside ourselves it's time to flip the record over thanks for listening to this episode of beside ourselves Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore SidePod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by Chris Porter, and the outro music is by Former Critics.